0: the oamnetwork.com power to the podcast <laughs> Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Memphis is Funny podcast in direct association with Memphisisfunny.com, where we talk about all the super cool things going on in Memphis as far as comedy. I am your host, Carly Lawrence.
1: And I'm Doug Gillen. I am here today as well, and we have a super big, stacked, massive, lots of people in the studio today podcast. We have uh, Tommy Oler here from Memphis. Right, and then uh, just fresh off the You Look Like show, we have Mary Devin Dupuy from New Orleans. Hello. And uh, Kate Sedgwick from Louisville joining Atty. us. Oh, my goodness. So many so many people. Yeah. We, we're even having to share microphones. It's, it's getting socialist <laughs> in here today. Fantastic stuff. Uh, but you guys, thanks so much for Thank being you. here. And uh, you guys were all great on You Look Like last night. That was uh, really something. What, Thank what did you, you guys What did you guys think about uh, your your first time getting a, getting to do a show in Memphis? Especially, get, well. You guys had both done. What you look like before, right?
2: Yeah, I did one in New Orleans, though, and the one in Memphis was
3: way more fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you, did you do it in, in yeah, Louisville? I did it,
3: I did it in Louisville, but you couldn't tell by my performance last night.
1: <laughs> oh, I th- I, th- I thought her round was pretty good. They wasn't. went up against each other, actually. Yeah, so I thought it oh, was she, a good round. She
3: smashed round. me. She smashed right. me.
1: <laughs> She's, okay. You guys did great. You no. guys can not move them. It, it moves like this, so like oh, when you want to talk okay. into it. yeah. I wouldn't
2: yeah. say smashed. I thought your, a lot of your insults about me were actually accurate. So <laughs> were, I was like, that's correct.
3: I did <laughs> do that. Yeah.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, That brings us right into uh, our recap. We did have you look like last night as part of just a huge... Night of shows uh, in Memphis Comedy. Uh, obviously, uh, there was uh, a phase on love was at Chuckles, and, and that was a big thing. I know everybody's very excited about that. He's still there. That We're recording this on Sunday. You'll hear it on Monday. But, yeah, he's doing the entire weekend. But then uh, at 7 o'clock at the uh, High Cotton Brewery, um, a full room. An absolutely full room uh, of of people, at least I'd never seen before. Um, I got I got the pleasure of hosting it, and then uh, Richard Douglas Jones headlined. Benny Elbows and Kate Lucas also on the show, and everybody there was absolutely uh, very excited That's to a be great there. Lineup. It was it was wonderful, and it was it was such a neat room, and it was so full of people, like I said, we hadn't seen before. And the owner of the brewery came out at the end and said, did "You guys have fun. Should we do this again?" And despite the fact there wasn't any air conditioning, and everyone was sweltering, and even Richard cut his set by like fifteen minutes just to let people go. Wow we were feeling sorry for it. Uh, should do you want to do this again? And there was this resounding yes. It was the biggest thing you could hear all night. So that's very exciting. I would have been
4: the only one to say no. Yeah, that, that, that like, sounds like it would have been no. you. I almost yeah. quit last night because it was so hot in p Oh, on. yeah. Did you
0: tell me, the- Did you almost quit? Yeah,
1: let you know, me almost. just say that. Just let me say that. <laughs> it. It, it was really hot in there, okay? It was really hot. It was. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Tommy Oler almost quit comedy last night. <laughs> uh yeah, but then then uh the uh, Larry just Larry show was yes. at the high tone afterwards. How was that?
0: Oh that was fantastic. It started at eight. There you know, the second I walked in I got laid, which <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I spent all oh, day right. working on that joke. No I didn't. Yeah. But no. They had Hula um,
1: the Hula thing. Yeah. It was a Hawaiian the, the Hawaiian thing oh, yeah. that goes right. around your yeah. neck. That's
0: mm-hmm. what I mean, Dad. No there, was a, no, there was like lots of drag queens, there were nipple tassels, there was... Larry ate fire. Larry ate uh, fire. Women swinging from chains. My goodness, a lot going on. But so if you haven't had a chance to go see one of Larry's shows, um, it's very fun, very visually stimulating. So I definitely recommend. What's that called again?
1: Uh, that was just Larry's Paradise. It was just Larry. It Paradise. doesn't sound
3: like it would be as exotic as it was
0: <laughs> described. Just Larry. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a clown. He actually
1: he did an interview on the. You can check that interview out on the website uh, if you're interested in in, in more about Larry. Uh, where we said, how did you end up with the name? Just? Larry and he said, uh, you know, that somebody wanted to what is he was going to do his first show at the edge, and they were going to uh, say, Oh, it's Larry the magician or Larry the comedian or whatever. And he was like, No, right, just Larry. And then they, they did that, like the classic <laughs> old joke. And he found that the trademark was available, so he kept it.
4: Yeah. I love it. Just yeah, just,
1: just Larry, no space. Uh, and he was—he, I mean, he's—he's he's got so much experience with stuff like that, though, because he worked with Ringling Brothers for a really long time, and he's—he's he's been a professional clown entertainer for. Oh
0: yeah, it was quite a show, definitely.
1: And he's he, such a good musician too. Oh god, yeah, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. He showed us a
4: trick. Uh, me and Lila at the Memphis Comedy Festival one time, he's like, I made this trick up, and he showed us, and we—we we had to close our eyes while he did it, and um, we held on to a dollar bill. And then whenever he, he was moving it and then we looked at it and the dollar bill had switched sides (laughs) while we were still holding it. And then me and Lila were like, how did he do this? And then, uh, we figured it out. Like we, like we just had like a piece of paper and we just kept, we just did it ourselves. And then, uh, but yeah, it's a, it was a really cool trick. And I mean, it took us, it, me and Lila just sit there talking about it. Like, how do you do this just to, like, find out how to do it. And then Lila, you, Lila, she's not here. Um, she brought it Lila to Lila is in the gallery <laughs> again, <laughs> just and, like last week. So that's why and, Tommy and sounds like he's around. Yeah. And uh, she was like, Is this how you do it? And uh, he was like, Yeah. And I'm not going to tell you how it's done
1: because. I'm a magician now. <laughs>
0: Comedian and magician. Yeah. Right. Tommy, you're so talented.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, he did. Tommy did say after the first podcast, we had to mention him every week and it had to be something positive. So, check mark for this yes. week. Right. Did you mention me last week? I don't think so. Or the week before. Okay. Uh, what's the point? <laughs> why, why are we doing this show? Why are we doing the? Do you guys have positive things to say about Tommy down there, or or negative things? It's fine, yeah, either way. I, did, I didn't want it to <laughs> extend. I didn't want
4: to extend past this part. I I'm, not, I'm afraid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they stayed at his place. We don't. We don't. Don't know if we want to hear the uh, the, the reviews on all that. But yeah, so that was a that was good a big reviews. weekend. Good What's that? Oh, good reviews. They yes. got good reviews down there. Uh, the, uh, we're, we are recording this on Sunday, so we haven't seen it yet, but the who got next comedy competition, uh, is also something that happened this weekend. And, uh, we had an interview with the host of that Brandon Skandanovich, Skanovich, Skanovich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and he's very excited about that and about getting to feature some new comedians and giving them an opportunity to get some road gigs with him potentially in the future. So cool. So that's what happened, uh, this week. Is uh, is really interesting because uh, you've got love and laughs on Wednesday as per usual, mm-hmm. and uh, Rob has El Hakim and Kazelle uh, Williams, uh, a big show producer around town, and they're mm-hmm. both going to be on that as his featured poet and comic, respectively. Then Coco Brown is at Chuckles.
0: Coco Brown. Yeah,
1: so that's a big thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, not the porn star. If you Google it, that will come up. They're both probably equally talented, but right? No, it's the comedian. Yeah, and, comedian uh,
1: Coco Brown. Yeah,
0: she's been she played a part, um, recurring role as Jennifer and Tyler Perry's for better or worse. Um, she had a couple little small parts And Two Broke Girls Breaking Bad Young and the Restless um, Just a lot of stuff going on So she's got quite a
1: Yeah Quite the TV resume To go along with that yeah. With that stand-up thing So that should be fantastic So that's five shows at Chuckles: Two on Friday Two on Saturday And one on Sunday As per normal And then um, independently uh, Almost nothing on Friday And then Saturday Goes crazy Everything goes crazy on Saturday There's uh, I think five or six Four or five shows on Saturday. There's a the Black Nerd Power Comedy Hour mm-hmm. uh, that Richard uh, is hosting. I think he's got, um, I think, I need to double check. I think Roxy Hayes is coming in town from Houston for that oh. one. So that's really cool. Jason Bowen is doing another Save the Comedy Showcase at Rock House Live in Midtown. The last one of those was sold out. And he's doing that with the same lineup of John Simmons and Colteny, mm-hmm. Courtney Coleman, uh, Eddie Ray, and Ricky Willis. Right? Yeah, Ricky Willis. And uh, then he's got a Chicago comic coming in for that. Then Benny is hosting a show called Memphis Against Humanity, which is a bunch of local comedians playing a Memphis version of Cards Against Humanity, and, and then Mid-time the last one of these. that Yeah, and then the last one of these, which is the one I wanted to talk about the most because you know I'm a little biased, <laughs> is the Saturday Stand Up Showcase, at which P&H. are, are uh, at the PNH, which yeah. our guest today is producing. Tommy, what's going on with that?
4: Oh yeah, we got uh, we got Mark Viola from Florida. Um, J.C. Ratliff from Knoxville, Mary J. Berger, and Joe Kelly from Nashville all coming in on that show. I'm not on it, but, uh, it's hosted by Mark
1: Brimble, a comedian here in Memphis. And, right. Uh, and the cool thing about Mark Brimble is, uh, once, once we pay him, uh, he gives all that money to St. Jude. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So you at least part of your money will end up going to St. Jude. He's, um, he's, he works there. That's right. Yeah. He's um, so scientist. he
4: doesn't need comedy money. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: So laughs> That's yeah. kind of how that works. He does.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pipetting. I, he, his version, like his words of what his job is, is I pipette clear liquids into other, other clear liquids. liquids
0: right. <laughs> but in an English and, accent, right? Yeah. But in yeah. an English
4: accent, but he is like, He's like, I don't know why people call me a hero. That's all I do. (laughs) But still.
1: Oh, and and if you are booking uh, Mark Brimble on your showcase, make sure to pay him, okay? Because whatever you pay him will go up on his GoFundMe as the donation he made for St. Jude Mm -hmm. and in your show's name. So everyone will know if you just pay Mark a dollar to do your show like we did. (laughs) (laughs) That, uh, not, not, not me and Tommy. That was, that was a tuesday show thing that we did with Mark. He mm-hmm. was, he was cutting us a break that particular day. But, uh, yeah, so that's everything that's happened. Saturday is crazy. So, yes. uh, so pick your things. I think the pnh show is at nine or nine thirty, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and all the different times are on MemphisisFunny.com. Uh, obviously, tons of different things to go to on Saturday, Coco Brown, all weekend. And, uh, and so, yeah, so that's that's what's coming up. It's a yeah. big, 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 big weekend. Oh, and let's not screw this up. Uh, Monday, if you're listening to this when it comes out, uh, Mary Devin Dupuy will be featuring at Drew's Place doing a 10 or 15-minute set at the open mic. So we're very excited about that. She's still sitting over here, yeah. by the way. Yeah, no, I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about it. I'm
2: excited about it, too. I don't know what Drew's Place is. Is it like someone's house or is that a
1: bar? It's <laughs> <laughs> funny you say that since you are performing at someone's house tonight. Yes. Right, in, in the, the backyard thing. Drew's Place is a bar. Uh, it is, it is, uh, is referred to by Yelp and such things as a, a gay bar or a lesbian bar, but I try to think of it as an everybody bar. Uh just where, where anybody can feel feel okay. Uh they're open at one PM, three hundred and sixty five days a week and anybody who's anybody can hang out and, and have a good time there. How have, noble uh, of you. Three hundred and sixty five yeah. days a week? A year. Sorry. Oh, Thank okay. you. <laughs> I'm glad you're here to catch those things Because I do those lot. I do at least two of those Like every week And then I go back and listen to it I'm like why does nobody call me out yeah. When I say something insane 365 days a week <laughs> Seven <laughs> days a week <laughs> Seven days a week
0: They also sell yeah. the Coney Island hard root beer Which this is not uh, an yeah. endorsement for them Because they, they're not
1: paying us Yes right.
0: But it's delicious
1: Coney Island root beer Take yeah So that's why you start should go uh, us. Not
0: for the comedy <laughs> no, but but Coney Carly, root beer. Carly
4: got like You got like two of them one time we and, don't need to
0: talk about how then, many. Well, no, no, no. And then, and then, but they,
4: but they're, they're like, what are they? They're like five bucks a bottle or something like that. They're, they're delicious though. I, I yeah. don't, I don't remember. But they are you were, delicious. you were like, yeah. you were like, can you get me one? And I was like, no. And then I, please, and I was like, we Ugh. Didn't talk
0: about my finances. Okay. On, and air. So
1: I went over there. <laughs> He's getting us back for not saying something positive about it <laughs> the previous two She's weeks. Like,
0: Carly's so broke that she <laughs> asked me to buy things for her.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. We got through that pretty quick this week. Just uh, just ten minutes there. That means we get lots of time to spend with our our uh, out of town comics who we've been ignoring uh, <laughs> over here on the back end of the room, and who so. we're going to
4: continue to ignore. The podcast is over. Thank
1: you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So we uh, again we have Mary Devin Dupuy from New Orleans uh, to remind everybody, and Kate Cedric from Louisville. They were both on. You look like both very very funny uh, on that show, and then in their own right as well. And uh, I think that's going to open up uh, to begin with the uh, Carly's comedy question, right? The question we we ask all of our first uh, comedy guests when, as soon as oh, she yeah. gets done chewing her, her pretzels. Sorry, I'm you know, pretzels. Like, yeah, um, trail mix is important. It's the middle of the <laughs> day on Sunday. Everyone is uh, everyone's recovering.
0: Um. So okay, my question for both of you is. When somebody asks you, oh, hey, you're a comedian, and they ask, um, you know, tell me a joke or, you know, prove it, what? how do you respond to that?
2: Uh, I usually – I'm not actually that quick with, like – usually it's when I'm flyering for a show, and I flyer for a show that I do in New Orleans um, – uh, anyway, every Friday called anyway, I can't say it cuz there's profanity, but it's at 8:30 at Dragon's Den and it's a free show. So we flyer from you, like you can, say it. say it. Oh, yeah, you can say for it. This is a podcast. adults. Yeah. It's called Comedy Fuck Yeah.
1: Comedy Fuck Yeah. Yeah.
2: And my host Vincent Zambon and I, we flyer for like 2 hours and it works. Like people come in because of flyers. Um but you put yourself out there to just have like heart, like homeless people just like come scream at you cuz we so we flyer like Anyway, so people will be like all the time. They'll be like, well, I'm all the comedy I need. Or they'll be like, oh, you're a comedian? Tell me a joke. And I usually don't have anything quick to say, but I just say, fuck off Usually, (laughs) But I don't want to do that if I want them to like still come to the show. So it's a hard thing. It's really, really frustrating. And Uber drivers, whenever I'm drunk enough to be like, oh, I'm going to a comedy show or like I'm leaving a comedy show, which I don't know why I would tell an Uber driver that Uber drivers would be like, tell me a joke. And I wish I had like a prepackaged joke to tell people. I need that. Yeah, but I, I hate that question. Mm-hmm.
3: And I just tell people to come to the sh- come to a show. I was right. like, if you want to see if you want to see me tell jokes, then come to one of my shows, and maybe I'll friend them on Facebook or something like that. Uh, when I first started, probably within my first year, I'd be like, "Well, what do you do?" And if they were like, "I'm a nurse," I'd be like, "Can you take some blood from me right now, <laughs> real quick?" Mm-hmm. I, and a lot of times, you know, people want to. <laughs> They want to know a joke, but it's a bit or something. Like, I right. have some one-liners, and I could throw them the one-liner, but I, I just don't feel like it. But it's so
2: it still wouldn't it be, like, it's still, people don't understand that, like, the context of being on a stage is so important, too. It's not just right. the, It's not just the fact that it's a bit. It's also, like, even if you have a one-liner, I promise you're not going to think it's funny if you see it, if you see me say it right here, Yeah. Totally, when it's out of context.
1: Yeah, I remember. I mean, Hannibal Hannibal Burris did a whole thing in one of his specials about it. He was like, "Oh, you know, well, usually when there's stand up comedy, there's a you know stage and lights and a microphone and the proper context for stand up. But yeah, sure, let's just ignore all that, right? <laughs> and, uh, because it
3: is a horrible feeling if you do decide to indulge somebody that asks you that and question, I'm, and then they don't laugh and they just stare at you, which happens a lot, oh, right? Yeah. And uh, so there really is no point in telling someone a joke if they ask you to tell them a joke because they're just going to s- not laugh usually. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just profoundly unfunny and, no- and I haven't <laughs> right figured at. it no, out no, yet. No, we had, <laughs> yeah. we, we no had
1: clients talk. come in at like, they, we, I don't usually ever have to get to work before 9 because my bosses are amazing. But we had clients wanted to come in for an 8 o'clock meeting and so I had to get up early and, and be at the 8 o'clock meeting and I was there. And she said, yeah, Owen." you know doug over here he does comedy on the side and stuff you know we're all very interesting here and they were like oh yeah tell me a joke and i was i couldn't say fuck you right uh because you know i was at work and my boss looked at me like well you know whatever you want to do and i was like oh okay well and i tried but uh, yeah the great the great 8 a.m slot you know the real coveted 8 a.m in front of people who haven't had their coffee yet slot no of course it was exactly like kate described I tried to say a one-liner I thought was real good and relevant to, to their business or whatever. And it's it's a it's a good joke. And then they looked at me. And no, I'm not going to tell it now because I'm not going to have the same thing happen here. <laughs> but they, they did. They looked at me. You
0: just can't just, recover.
1: Yeah, just like. And, and, and then anything I said, they were like, I don't know. This comedian ain't funny. I don't know if I should listen to him about advertising exactly. either. Mm-hmm. I think this is. Yeah, that's always a fun thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Get everybody real riled up before we get into anything else. But uh, so, it, look, this is our our fourth episode. Uh, this is the first time we've got out-of-town people here. So uh, if you guys if you take a second, tell us a little bit about, um, you know, why you got into comedy and, uh, and uh, how you're finding Memphis so far.
2: Okay, I'll go first. Um, <laughs> I, I love Memphis. It's really pretty, and it's a lot artsier. It's a lot more artsy than I was expecting. Um, so, because, I mean, in New Orleans, everyone's, like, you know, tattooed and... Um stinky and stuff but here every i think people are less stinky but um which is weird because it's been very hot everywhere i've been um right y'all don't have air conditioning here which i think is very quaint no
1: I'm yeah. um, not in the p or well, they have it in the PH. they just have that one wall unit or they have like two window units yeah. for the whole bar no it
2: was good i was like it was uh, it was like a sweat lodge. Yeah. Um, it was <laughs>
1: especially especially warm last night. Yeah.
2: I didn't mind. I actually don't mind being warm. I'd much prefer it to being cold. So, um, I, But Memphis is great and super adorable. Um, and y'all seem to have a really awesome comedy scene. Everyone I've met has been a comedian so far. <laughs> <laughs> like I was talking to people, and I was like, oh, you're a comic. So I just – I don't know who's who. So.
1: There aren't any other people in Memphis. <laughs> right, Everyone who lives it's in this a, city, it's a, it's a city is a comedian. Comedy. We just all – Yeah. Everyone, but that's why no, yeah, people don't ask us to tell jokes Sometimes anymore. We all know how annoying. It. Don't that get is. hurt
2: because there are no <laughs> doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just gets paid hourly wages and does comedy. My
1: leg is broken. Hey, I've got a pun for that. Not <laughs> helpful. <laughs> oh, you must have killed tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right. Yeah, and so, but yeah, uh, but a little bit. You're you're from New Orleans. Do you tell us about that comedy scene or how you got into comedy down there?
2: Um, I. I don't really – I don't know how I got into comedy. I just sort of decided to do it one day. I've only been doing it for under two years, um, but I just sort of dove right in. So as soon as I started doing it, I started – after like going to the same mic for a month, I just started going um, to as many mics that I could reasonably. But there are – there is an opportunity to go up on a booked or open mic show – um every night of the week in new orleans but there are some nights that do lack open mics but there and there's also decent mics which is like it's a small scene which is um like we don't have a club or anything but it's good that um you can go up at an open mic in front of like 30 40 people at least once a week which is insane i've heard from people in other cities so you are like Yeah. yeah which i'm sure is true in memphis too like in small scenes you have bigger audiences so it's a really fun place to like workout stuff and do old jokes more than I wish I did, but, right. um, but yeah, I I did the week I started comedy. I don't know if there was a direct. <coughs> This was not a conscious correlation, but I had been dumped and hit by a car uh, oh, in that same week. So it was a special week. Maybe there was a reason I decided that. It's time it my life least.
3: even worse. Yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm in mean, Kate I, yells <laughs> off my... Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So I just dove right in. And it was horrible my first time. And for the first month I was doing it, but...
1: It's cool that you uh, that you mentioned that about – I think that's kind of a similar space to where we are. I mean, we do have the Comedy Club in Chuckles, and they are booking national headliners every weekend, and so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And that's a certain amount of attention in a certain type of spots and, and, and uh, people who are paying money to see quality comedy every week. But then independently, we do, and even including Chuckles, there's an open mic or multiple open mics every day of the week. Or every, every weekday at least. Yeah. And then there's, there's, uh, independent showcases every weekend. Sometimes more than one. This weekend it just happens they're all on Saturday instead of being spread out between Friday and, and Saturday. And, um, you talk about an open mic having 30 or 40 people for everybody to talk to. Well, shit, we've got Tommy Oler right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he runs the Thursday open mic where you're going to be in front of thirty or forty people every single week. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's
2: awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: what do you advertise as the the hottest open mic in the state? Yeah, it's the biggest open mic in the state. Right, I've been to them all. Yeah.
4: Right yeah, and that's
1: true because Tommy worked out in Knoxville for a while. That's how he knows uh, JC and, and Mark Viola. Mm-hmm. Again, the PNH Saturday Showcase on the 23rd. I'm gonna pump mm-hmm. that one just a little. It's got a, it's got a lot of competition this weekend. I shouldn't be so biased though. But it's, should be. it's fine. Yeah, alright. It's fine, <laughs> it's fine says the co-producer <laughs> yeah, of that show. Well, yeah, so so that's cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, and Kate, you're coming in from Louisville. Uh, you got some insights to share with us about how you got into comedy, Louisville, and, and Memphis scenes.
3: Well, I, I actually started comedy in Buenos Aires in Argentina. hey Um. And uh, I did it in English. We had an English show every week. And before that, I was doing storytelling, and that was the first time i got gotten on stage in many years i studied acting when i was in school and when i and i did like a lot of poetry reading and stuff uh in when in my 20s in my early 20s anyway so um there was this english language show every week called gringo gringo haha it's a pun and um yeah i eventually started getting on that and when i was on it i i realized that uh i'm so distracted
1: sorry uh it's I, so, me pointing I, around the room, just, just driving I, Kate crazy, because I'm trying so, to get something done. But Buenos Aires, yeah.
3: Yeah, I started to get on that showcase, and it was a weekly showcase, and once I started doing it, I was like, what the fuck? What have I been doing? I'm 35 years old, and and this is what I want to do with my life, and I'm just finding out. Like, right. It's sort of like finding out you're gay when you're 40 years old. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know? <laughs> but, but uh, so, yeah, then I, moved, then I was like, well, I got to move back to the States, and I'm from Louisville, so I moved there, and... It wasn't easy at first, but uh, the there's a lot of independent stuff happening in the city, which is encouraging. We go through periods where there's more and where there's less. I run a mic. We won the Best of Louisville open mic for the Louisville Magazine, which is kind of a, a thing in our city. So that's exciting. And I try to make it... Uh, a kind of inclusive space where, uh, women and people of color can feel comfortable coming. Uh, and I think, uh, it's growing. So that's very encouraging that, you know, that consistent effort week after week is going to show some results where people are starting comedy. People are feeling comfortable in that room to come back and, and be in that room. Uh, because I really, when I got there, it seems like it was like, Almost all white guys running right. everything, and there are still a lot of white guys running a lot of stuff. But right. yeah, um, yeah. Got, white guys doing comedy? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did they have beards? Weird. Uh, just uh, through neglect. It
1: wasn't a, <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a purposeful choice. Oh man, yeah. So the the exciting thing is that that is that is neat. I can relate a little bit, at least to the part you're talking about about um, being a little older and then kind of suddenly discovering. Uh, that that that's what you wanted to be into. I mean, I I, I that was you're gay. Yeah, that I that I was gay. Yeah, Jackie. <laughs> sorry, I gotta tell you something. Um, I mean, I think I was I was thirty or thirty one. Kind of the first open mic I, I did, and I remember it, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Tommy I was there. Was there. That I was like, "Go up." Yeah, he kept he kept saying, "Go up," and um, and then later on, he said, "You did better than me that night." Like, <laughs> like that was a problem. <laughs> like, well, I meant that in
4: both ways. You did better than I did the first time I ever did comedy, and that night as well.
1: Oh, so yeah, right. But then, very, very poorly for several months after that. <laughs> that was. Um, that was my my particular situation. Uh, okay, this is a note to Gil. Really quickly, everyone is getting coffee, so we're going to have a hard cut here, uh, and, and I'm just <laughs> going to keep hard. recording. Yeah, <laughs> so we're just going to take a little break, uh, and then and then when we're ready to start again, I'll start talking again.
3: I got hit by a car when I was on my bike. That's another thing we haven't. Yeah. You ended is- up in Buenos Aires. You can uh, get back on the mic. Uh, if yeah. You want. Oh, are we oh. doing it again?
1: This is really interesting. So I want it to sound oh, good.
3: Yeah. I. Uh, I, I was uh, in Louisville. I was riding my bike, and some uh, lady hit me. And then after about three years, I got a settlement. And people were like, are you going to buy a house? And I was like, fuck no. What, I'm going to stay here? Like, yeah, I'm going to invest in ruining my life by staying here. And so I was like, well, uh, I, 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 I always wanted to uh, become fluent in Spanish. And I really liked the accent there. It's kind of Italian sounding and, uh, right. and it's, got, it, it's just cool sounding. I really liked it. So I was like, if I'm going to become fluent in Spanish, I want to go to Buenos Aires to do it because I like how they talk there. And so I did. And then I ended up, I was like, I'll be here for six months or a year. And I ended up staying for five years. Wow. I loved it. That's I loved nice. it there. Yeah.
1: How is your Spanish now?
3: Muy bien. Gracias. Oh, mm. I,
1: lived in, uh, I lived in Asia for five years and my English got better. that's how that's how that worked out for me uh that's cool though and then so yeah so do could you ever do comedy in spanish is that something you 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 kind of developed or
3: i've never done it our show is in english Um, my storytelling show is also in english um there's a lot of weird nuance so on our show that we had there there were a lot of people who were native speakers of spanish who were spanish-speaking stand-ups who did Stand up comedy in Spanish, but they also worked out like five minute sets in English.
1: Oh, that makes sense.
3: And so sometimes they'd start adding jokes that they were translating, and sometimes, but it was weird because stuff doesn't directly translate at all. So. What is going on in here? Everybody's like,
1: laughing. yeah. Everybody's looking Something's around. Happening. Something yes, I think. I think Lila and Tommy are texting each other. It's, oh, I
3: feel bored. Uh, every time.
4: No. <laughs> oh,
1: no. No. Every time Lila to, comes she, into the gallery, she uh, she manages to try and distract everyone from everything that's happening on the show. God. So it's uh, yeah, but. She's
3: it's magnetic I mean everybody <laughs> I'm just I'm, It's unfortunate that She's behind me So I can't see yeah. What's right. going
1: on But uh, so the interesting So like okay You talk about The Spanish comics Are, are working out time In English mm-hmm. And then But for you So you, you, your Spanish was good uh, Your uh, comprehension was good So were you able to Go to like stand up shows That were in Spanish and, and understand what was going on And why it was funny And that it's kind of thing It's weird
3: Because there's so much nuance And there's things That you realize about comedy That you don't really notice In terms of technique Unless you're listening in a language that you can understand, like, normally 90% of what people are saying, but now suddenly, like, where it's like that comic device where people start, they'll say something and then the punchline will be like, you know? But if you're fluent in that language and you've spoken it all your life, you totally get it and it completely kills. But if you're, like, struggling to understand and one of your ears doesn't work very well, you're like, oh... I'm not getting it. You know, you feel it it shows you also what a communal experience comedy is because people are really coming together. They are all focused on a single point of view or reacting to a single point of view, and they're all in on it together. It's, it's, it is an interesting experience but I'm sure I missed a lot of individual jokes yeah, yeah so yeah. would you
0: say that they do have a different style
3: there's of a comedy, different, different style, sense of humor sure. yeah, yeah yeah there's a different style mm-hmm. there's a really great show um, there's this guy named Peter Capusoto and he does like sketch comedy you can look him up on YouTube but I guess if you don't speak Spanish but he has the, this character named Mickey Banila and he's like a, 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 a Nazi guy and he sings <laughs> these songs but he doesn't really know he's a Nazi and he's like really fun and like outgoing and so <laughs> it's so ridiculous like he says the the wrongest things but in like the happiest tone of voice and He's uh, I I cannot explain to you how funny Peter Capusotto is, but he's hilarious. <laughs> hilarious, Mickey hilarious. Vanilla, Mickey, Me- vanilla. Mickey vanilla. vanilla. I feel
1: like I want to watch a Mickey Vanilla. You should video look it up. It's, anyway. a, it's like, Vanilla. not under- Vanilla. Like yeah, it's the- just okay. the pronunciation. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. The V. The Okay. I feel like even if I didn't understand anything, it would still be like hilarious <laughs> to-, to. What is it like you? You watch a Buster Keaton or something like everything's silent. Uh, you know. I don't know what I'm talking but about. But there's a lot there's
3: a lot of, of wordplay in it and that's kind of what makes it funny. And if there was a way like maybe somebody out there has done English subtitles for some episodes of of Peter Capasoto's show, but I don't know if they have, but you should look him up just to see him because he's a real goofball mm-hmm. and he's very funny.
1: Peter Capasoto. Mary, do you see do you see any Cajun comics in, in, in New Orleans? Anything crazy like that?
3: Um so New
2: Orleans doesn't really have a lot of Cajun people. My friend Lane and I, we also run a show together, and he's Cajun. His name's Lane Loyal, and um, which is spelled Lunyon, and so a lot of people call him Lunyan. <laughs> um, but there are uh, he has a he has an alter ego named Gaston A Bear, who's a Cajun juggalo, comic, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Um, Gaston has a Facebook personality. Y'all should follow him on Facebook as well. And uh, T. Russ is a fake person in Gaston's world that just passed away. So we've been posting funeral uh, messages (laughs) on T. Russ's wall. And uh, no, but Lane has some really, really funny Cajun stories. I know a few people who are from the Bayou, but New Orleans itself isn't Cajun. Um, It's more Creole, which is totally different, but... Lafayette's really Cajun, so a few comics have moved here from Lafayette, and then there are some. There is this one crazy guy named Crab, who, <laughs> uh, uh, who. Started going up, but he said some racist shit and got banned from the mic pretty quickly. <laughs> he was
1: this old so those guy. are the those are the Cajuns or the Creoles that are racist.
2: The, the well, not I say all as Cajuns I
1: generalize the entire. Yeah, not all
2: Cajuns are racist, but this man named Crab, <laughs> Crab who wore overalls to the mic and immediately started, He's like, "Hey, uh, you, a man named Crab," and he like pulled me aside immediately and asked me if I wanted to do a show forty five minutes away at like a moto of motorsports. Thing I don't know. Anyway, right. so he like races. He races some weird alligator car. I don't know what he does. <laughs> he's he a d-
3: racer. Yeah, he's
1: wow. he like goes speed races. But,
4: crab. Is there, but his name is Crab, and he races an, no, alligator. an alligator car. No, alligator
2: car. He races like. I guess he races four wheelers. I don't know what he does. <laughs> oh, no, that Lane just has a joke where about how, about how his dad abandoned him to go race four wheels. I don't know. But the point is, Crablick got banned immediately, and he sucks. But he went up right before. Uh, he he went up, then I went up, then Lane went up, and Lane was like, "As you see, those are my parents. Uh, my dad <laughs> is, and my dad is, and they just described Crab. This, thing. <laughs> and he's like, and my mom has a tattoo uh, of an alligator, and then a tattoo of. The key to the alligator cemetery, which is funny because I do have uh slutty thigh tattoos. Um, anyway, Lane's really really funny, but other than that, we don't have any Cajun comics. Right. But he's not an idiot. Or or
1: Creole. So that's the other thing. Get to learn on Memphis is funny about the uh the demographics. I don't, I don't exactly of New know what
2: Creole means, but I know that it means that you're not white and you're French.
1: Oh. That's, that's <laughs> right. It. In okay.
3: terms of language, a Creole is, is a mixture. And so if you think about it that way, and I don't know for sure about what Creole culture is, but it, it is a mixture of cultures, basically, partially.
1: And then and then exactly. Cajun, Cajun Cajun is French. what?
2: Cajun French is just um, – it's uh, – do you all know why Cajun – so Cajun people are from Acadiana. That's, uh, Cajun is a short version of the word Acadiana or Acadia, so they're, like, from Quebec, I guess. They're from C- French Canada originally. And so ah, that's the, the... – So it's just their language, how it morphed into – when they migrated sorry that's oh. what cajun means so they're french canadians i think okay it? but then they migrated to the south and so acadia cajun is just the bastardization of that word this is boring <laughs> no i i, mean, I, I thought it was boring i didn't think it was boring
1: at all so in louisville they have both hicks and rednecks though right and those are the different <laughs> types of i'm sorry louisville's great i went there i went there once i went to the baseball museum i had a good time or the, the factory not a I've never a, been there. It's a factory. The the Louisville Slugger museum. Yeah, they make museum. the bats. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went there. That's the only thing i probably go, Next really time,
3: go though. to the Muhammad Ali Museum. Oh, yeah? you got know, yeah. I didn't know about
1: that. See, that sounds really fun. And, and now Lisa. we have a friend. Awesome. in. There's
3: Peter Vanilla. <laughs> Carly
1: dying. has pulled up Peter Capasoto here. <laughs>
3: I don't even know what's happening.
1: He looks like that guy <laughs> from... <it's> so
3: <laughs> funny.
0: It's, it describes him like the description. I looked up a YouTube video. Just do that. You're, I don't even have the sound on, but it's so funny. But it says, Mickey Vanilla is a satiric, or satirical... What's the heck? Satirical. satirical. Love, yeah, that's good. You satirical got it. depiction of a non- Nazi slash racist pop singer interpreted by <laughs> Argentinian. <laughs> comedian. Well, they call him Diego. Does he have
3: two names? Diego? Diego yeah. Capasuto.
1: Oh, like- maybe
0: that's
3: his name, but the sh- name of the show is Peter Capasuto. Oh, okay. All oh, right. Yeah.
1: He looks like uh, <laughs> Peter Lambert with a Hitler mustache <laughs> and the haircut from the guy from Different Strangers. <laughs> that's that's and really the way specific he, the way
3: he talks is so funny so like he sounds like he's saying something completely normal and then he ends it with something racist
1: oh and now we're okay there he is peter cavasoto i think he's advertising ice cream or something yeah
0: we're done yeah <laughs> we are we
1: are uh <laughs> that has brought us To the end of it uh, Thank you very much Mary Devin Thank
3: you Thank you very good. much uh, Kate very Cedric. Much. Thanks for having me on
1: And Tommy Oler Thank you uh, That has you been all. Memphis is funny uh, This weekend Be sure to check out Coco Brown Not the porn star Although we're sure She's great But the <laughs> comedian uh, You can check her out too Yeah, I mean, if, yeah, you yeah if you want I Whatever mean, It's a personal preference Right Probably not at work uh, <laughs> Love and Labs Has El, Kasim, El Hakim And Cassell Williams Black Nerd Power Jason Bowen Save the Comedy Showcase Memphis Against Humanity And the Saturday Stand Up Showcase Which at the PH, All happening Saturday You can check out that out on memphisisfunny.com. Uh, uh, I'm Doug Gillen.
0: I'm Carly Lawrence. And
1: we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.
0: This podcast is a production of Ohm Audio and the Ohm Network. For more information, go to the oamnetwork.com.